0: Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day, mm-hmm. you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always, mm-hmm. you know what's up, welcome to Birdland Orange or black, we rebuild the pack, no matter where we at, you know we coming back Section 336, we on this, so tune in. tune in, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland Yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland, you know what's up, welcome From section 336,
1: ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endillion sitting host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka.
0: Hey, I don't know, Matt, if you've checked recently on the Orioles' odds of making the playoffs. Have you checked? I haven't we checked. Started, we started the season at 10%, we've been talking about it on here. The Orioles now have a 100% projection.
1: Oh, we've hit 100? In
0: the playoffs. We've hit 100.
1: All right. That's good news. That's good news. Hey, my, uh, my audio isn't coming through. My headphone's coming through my computer. Is that going to be a problem?
0: Uh, why don't you hit the little switch and change it up real quick? Well, I'm going to need to refresh, I think. All right. Well, then let's go and let's just leave it as it is. All right. So, um, but... Right now FanGraphs has the Orioles at a 97.7%. But I saw another site earlier today that has a 100% chance of the Orioles making the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Um, I would just Javi like Lopez to say effect. Yeah, first of all, Javi Lopez is not the player you
0: mean. No. Um, <laughs> no, I don't but... mean I don't mean Hobby Lopez yeah what's lopez's jorge first lopez jorge, jorge, jorge there we go jorge lopez he was only on the Orioles for
1: three years prior to him coming yeah. back i i knew that as soon as i said javi i said wait that's the wrong
0: lopez yeah
1: it's the catcher um there you know i was thinking about this the other day yes I mean, let's just um, i want to pull the pull pull out the elon musk meme let this sink in um let this sink in josh we all right, have,
0: uh, you're dropping the sink off in my studio, got it.
1: Yeah, I'm about to drop a sink off just to let it sink in. All right. We are, it's not even close, have the best record in the American League.
0: Correct.
1: I mean, the next closest team is Tampa, and they're three games behind. It's not even close. Secondly, my second point is, <laughs> we have the number one farm system in all of baseball. Yes. Can, can we Correct. all just take a second to appreciate what's happening right now? We have the best record in the American League. I know Buster only still thinks the Astros are gonna win the World Series whatever, but whatever. We have the best record in the American League, and we have the top farm system in baseball. Right. And we appreciate that
0: this is a really good combination. I'm feeling good. Oh, um, I'm feeling great. I mean, and did you forget that we have one of the weakest schedules, strength of schedules left after all that talk of a hard uh, schedule and how we have one of the toughest schedules in baseball. Suddenly, here we are at the end of the year, and it's looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'm not ready. I saw some people kind of ready to crown the world as division champs. I'm not at that point yet. I'm not at division I'm, champs. I'm not either. I mean, I, I whatever that date is in September, mid-September, when we play um,
0: Tampa. Tampa for four games. Yeah, that's it. That's when we crown it.
1: Yeah, because even now, and I know the math and um, how you know we, we we would have to play a lot poorer than Tampa, right? But we'll a, a tiebreaker probably. I, but I get a all that game
0: sweep by Tampa yeah. gained a lot of traction.
1: Yeah, and you say, well, listen, the Orioles have never been swept since the Russians been here. Listen, I've been a baseball fan long enough to see crazy things happen. So, I'm not. I'm not crowning us as division champs. I think every game now is kind of real important. I want to be. I want to be at least five games up going into that four-game series. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes. I, I just – I, yeah. I agree. I,
1: I, yeah, I think baseball gets wild in September. It's For me, September 1st means scoreboard watching happens. And it's really just Tampa to watch. I guess you want to pay a, a little bit of attention if you're worried about Seattle or the Rangers catching the overall best record in the American League. But but, but they're not really – I don't think they're going to. So, for me, it's just watching the, the Tampa Bay scores. And that's the only scoreboard watching I really care about.
0: And – Matt, it's it's our first show of September. Yeah. Are you ready for your Ravens preview? Ravens preview. Yeah. The, Ravens, the Ravens play this week. Before our next show, the Ravens play a game that matters. That would counts. And we don't care.
1: Well, and the wild thing is this might be the most entertaining and most exciting Ravens team. Yes. I don't know since when. Um, I mean, just no. the hype around this team. I don't know if there's ever been this Much hype around a Ravens team?
0: Uh, there has definitely not been this much hype since the, the defense left, since Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Suggs, yeah. All
1: yeah, and even that it was a different kind of hype because we've you never were hyped up about all. the defense, not you're not this year, we're all kind of hyped up about the offense. We're a little we've worried never, about we've like never had defense, we hyped hype about the offense. Yeah.
0: So. Sorry, sorry to distract about football, just to make the point that. I'll watch the Ravens game on Sunday and I'll watch other football games this week and we'll have our fantasy football draft this week and all that. But it's it's Orioles season. Yeah. And it's fun. And this is all I've ever asked for. I tell you, I, we've had this conversation. All we ask for is meaningful games in September. And these games are beyond meaningful.
1: Yeah, that's that's not what we're asking for anymore. I don't care about Meaningful Game September. I'm already spoiled. I, I don't care about Meaningful Game September anymore. I, I, I already want to do some damage in the playoffs. That's, I'm, I'm ready to turn. I want to win the division, first of all. That's where my next sites are on. I, I don't want to make yeah. the wild card. I want the division, and then we're going to focus
0: on the playoffs. Did, uh, did you see, as we're just rolling straight into this, I was looking really? at this pre-show, did you see the Norfolk's Tide Twitter from last night? I don't I don't think so. They tweeted out prepped for September baseball in Harbor Park. We're back at Harbor Park Tuesday night as we host a visit in Jack's Shrimps at okay. Navy Town Showdown. Now I looked up the uh, tide schedule because I wanted to see if they were coming down here because Jackson Holidays up there. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yep. So along with this tweet, they posted four pictures. And the pictures are protect the harbor. T-shirts and the jerseys all lined up in the, in the lockers. Okay. All right. Now, here's here's why this is a little is bit. Is this going to turn into
1: a Berlin Sports plug? No, no, no. With, with a Berlin Sports shirt hanging up there? Okay, no,
0: okay. No, okay. No, okay. no, no, no. You go through the jerseys, and they've got a Joey Crable jersey hanging up in a locker. Right. If you check, he's on the Orioles currently.
1: Yeah, he was caught up when the rosters expanded. Yeah. Right.
0: So now Crable, why is Crable have a locker in the Norfolk locker room with a Jersey set up and ready for Tuesday night and why in all the other pitcher jerseys, guess who's missing? John why means would Crable? have a Jersey and John means not have a Jersey, right? Is he coming up
1: this week? Well, he asked you, doesn't he? I mean, well, I guess it doesn't matter. It does not matter for, for playoffs. No, cause he's um, on 40 minutes
0: and he was injured. Right. Um, but I mean, uh, did, did the did the tide. Do the tide know something that you and I don't know, or that hasn't been announced yet?
1: Well, what I mean, you saw his numbers last start for John Means. He was dominant, um, and he and he got up to eighty eight pitches. I think to get the count was, and he was dominant. Right. So, it, why would he start another game? Right. This is not a Grayson Rodriguez, DL Hall situation. Him getting stuff, but he's just returning from injury, and so right. once he's pitch, his pitch count's built up, he's at 88 pitches. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's um, I think Joey Crable was not the long term answer, so it makes sense that that John Means is um, is on his way.
0: Do so, think, do you think John Means is heading to LA?
1: Um, when You have to do the math because John Means is going to start, I would assume, for the Orioles, and so when was his last start, and then. When would it be five days from that last start, or six days if they, you know, however they want to want, want, want to do it? Um So I think those are the questions to ask because I, I assume it's going to go into that starting
0: role. I would, uh, yeah. I mean, I would assume he's going to that starting role. Uh I think it's a little presumptuous that the Tide are saying, "All right, well, let's just put out a Krable jersey because Krable's coming back."
1: Yeah, I know your 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 focus
0: is more on the faux pound with the. The the media squad. I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, everyone's always wants to hide things and get secrets out, but maybe it's no secret that, Hey, John means is back.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just a matter of time, right? It was just a matter of will he make one start more or, or will he be up here?
0: Right. I mean, and maybe the fans will make more of a hype of means coming back than the Orioles really want to. And maybe it is, maybe it is the Orioles just want to make it like he's back. Like no big deal. Yeah. So, um, I'm not sure. I'm on baseball reference, but I can't find his minor league games. So,
1: yeah, it was a few days ago. I bet he was, I bet he lined up to start um, maybe tomorrow, Wednesday. I guess it's been, it's been, I feel like it's been several days. I don't know though.
0: Right. Well, um, and for the Orioles, they've got Rodriguez today, Kramer tomorrow, Gibson on Wednesday.
1: Oh, they already have that listed out? And okay. TV Thursday.
0: So okay. you would think that, that or Friday. So you would think it's lining up for for Boston on Friday, and give means a little bit more rest, or you're going to bump Gibson. Yeah, it was thir- okay. Thursday was his last start. So see, wait, Thursday to Friday is a really long stretch.
1: Yeah, so you would think it would be a a you Wednesday
0: would, type situation, then. right? But are, but would you really would you really skip Kramer?
1: Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's a matter of skipping anyone. As no, a I
0: mean bumping. Yeah, you just bump pushing them back and, a day. Right, push them back yeah. a day.
1: And Kramer and Gibson you know, are all at their innings limits, so I don't think that right. matters. I assume if you go to six-man, maybe Cole Irvin will get the bump back to the bullpen because um, I think you need – they really – I mean, one of the most fascinating things about the six-man rotation, and I want to get into this at some point in the show, yeah. but like – you, they almost have been playing without a long man, right? Like Austin Both was there for a minute, but like they have been playing without, a, without a Cole Irvin in the pen, without without a guy who can go three or four innings. They right. have a bunch of one inning guys back there, maybe two innings on occasion. Well, they got
0: DL Hall who can go longer, but they haven't needed him longer. Yeah, but I don't
1: think they're using him as a three or four inning guy. No, they haven't. Right, and they haven't needed to, is my is my point, because the sixth man it backfires when. Um, guys don't go deep in games because you have one less arm in the bullpen, but we've been going deep into games. i I said at the beginning of the season, I said this is kind of the biggest number to watch, because what do all almost every playoff team, almost every World Series team, there's like almost a direct co- co- correlation with teams in the playoffs and number of quality starts. Right, because people like to minimize the, the role of starting pitcher and all that stuff, but I'm just telling you, look, 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 look at the numbers. Teams that make the playoffs also lead the league in quality starts. This was something the past several years the Orioles have been really, really bad at. For example, in 2021, John Means led the team with 12 quality starts, and the next highest guy was five, um, which. Interestingly enough, was Jorge Lopez in 2021, along with Matt Harvey. Then, right, 2022, again, Jordan Lyles led the team with 13. No one else in double digits. And in fact, if you take a 2020, 2022, which we had a pretty good year in 2022. um, If you add up the the number of quality starts, let's see, Jordan Lyles at 13, Kramer at 8, that's 21. Kyle Bradish at 6, that's 27. um, Tyler Wells at 5, that's 32. And then we had nine more. So 41 total quality starts. 41 total quality yep. starts in 2023. And you can If you look at this year, John Means, 15 quality starts. That's more than anyone. Kyle Gibson, 14 quality starts. Dean Kramer, 14 quality Who, starts. Who was your first person? Kyle Braddish.
0: Uh, you said John Means. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Um, that was 2022. In, in 2023, Kyle Braddish – 15 quality starts, Kyle Gibson, 14, Dean Kramer, 14. In three guys there. Yes. We've already surpassed what we did all of last year in terms of quality starts. Then that's you good. had Tyler Wells with eight, Grace Rodriguez with five quality starts, Jack Flaherty and Cole Urban both have one. So the quality starts, we're just, we're, we're knocking out of the water. Yeah. Uh, now, so I think that's, you draw the, connect, the direct connection to why are we here where we are today and it's because of the start in pitching and the quality starts.
0: I agree. Now, while we're talking starting pitching and quality starts, one guy that did not get a quality start this weekend was Flaherty. Are you concerned about Flaherty going down the stretch after struggling kind of two outings in a row?
1: Yeah, my man's sitting there with an ERA of six, 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 which is is not good on a couple of different levels to have an ERA
0: with the Orioles of six, six. Did you see him leaving the game in anger yesterday? Yes. Okay.
1: Do okay, you I think, I mean, being pulled in the fifth inning, i being unable to get out of the fifth inning. Yes. Um, in a now, game that you should win, but now you're leaving tied. Yes. Um, I, I would be upset too.
0: Yes, me too. And I like that anger. I saw a lot of people saying, oh, it's disrespectful. And, oh, he's yelling at Hyde. He he's wasn't not a team player. Yeah, get out of here. He, it's all crap. He's an emotional player, he cares, and the umps screwed him. The umps legit screwed him in that inning and in that game.
1: Yeah, and that's fine, or, you can be mad. But, yes. but this, in terms of quality starts, he's had five starts and just one.
0: Right, so that's a concern.
1: Right. Um, I mean, if you look at the numbers, his first start was Toronto was great. That's the one quality start he had. And then he went against Houston where he gave up three runs and five innings. You're like, well, you know, it's Houston, so they're right. a good team. And then they went, he goes to the Padres, and he gave up, you know, uh, what was it, seven runs and three innings against the Padres. And you're like, well, you know, everyone's allowed to have one bad game. That's his hiccup. And then he comes back at, against Colorado and gives up three runs and five and two-thirds. And you're like, well, you know, Colorado's not very good, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, whatever. It's not terrible. You stayed in the game. But that, yeah,
0: right. And then Definitely. yesterday against
1: against the Diamondbacks, again, four and two thirds, four runs. Um, it's just it's not good enough.
0: It's not right. Good enough. It's not good enough. I want to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt yesterday because of the umps, because I've never seen a call like that where the player goes into the grass and they call him safe. Yeah, you know, yeah. that makes no sense. I know you can
1: run right down the first baseline. And if like the catcher hits you with the ball. They'll
0: call you out of the baselines. Right. When you're the second, you're you right you. your ass. It right. doesn't really make sense. So I give him a little bit of that, and I know that's why he's got to be frustrated. But um, I don't know. I like that in a guy. I like emotion in a guy. Yeah. I, like, I had Little League practice tonight, and there was a comment about how one of the kids on the team gets mad every time he gets out. And I like that because he cares.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd take that over apathy any day of the week.
0: Right, right. That's
1: the thing, right? If if someone walks out and and, and struggles and then walks out and kind of has a smirk on his face or something, he'd be crushed too. Like, there's no, there's not a good way to respond to not playing well without taking criticism. Now, the answer, if you're Jack Flaherty, just play better. I mean, I, I prefer people to show emotion after they strike someone out. That's what I prefer. I don't like showing emotion after you give up hits.
0: Yeah, I don't. Right. The emotion getting pulled, I get it. But, yeah, no, I'd rather I prefer the emotion of you walk off that mound excited because you just knocked, you just had three up, three down. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's how I feel about that. But, no, so far, the return on the Jackson Flaherty trade is not not good. It's not great. Um, But he is giving you some innings but right now he's not looking like a guy who should be on this playoff roster.
0: Yeah, part. and that's the tricky part is the playoff roster. Who yeah. is he your biggest concern in the rotation?
1: Um I I mean, yes. Yes. Yes, now I don't think Cole Irvin's going to start in the playoff games either. Right. Um like you only need three maybe four starters in in the in the playoffs. Uh and and so and right. I think it's pretty right. clear who the, who, yeah. who those guys are. Rodriguez,
0: Kramer, Bradish. And maybe Means.
1: Yeah, and, and I guess Means or Gibson. Yep. Um, if you want to go with I mean, Gibson's been struggling a little bit up and down lately, so I think we'll have to see what Gibson does here, the, the last stretch. And uh, but but yeah, I think it's I think we'll have I mean Bradish, you look at ERA numbers. Um, he's third in the ERA. Behind Sonny Gray and Garrett Cole in all the baseball. Um, super impressive. Now he's not gonna win the Cy Young, and probably because he's getting screwed by the six-man rotation, right? He's just getting less starts, which means less innings pitch, which means less strikeouts, and all that stuff. And um, and so he's not he's not gonna win the Cy Young, but he's having like he's showing he is the number one. Like playoff start today, he's your number one starter. There's no there's not even a debate. I know people want to say, well, Grayson Mariga, it's not even a debate. Cobb Bradish is the best pitcher on this team right now. Yes. Um and then we can debate about if you want Rodriguez or Kramer go 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 go, go going too but um, our success this season is directly tied to those three guys um in in Kramer and Bradish and Rodriguez returning re- to form um since he, going back down like that's that's I, I we did not expect Kyle Bradish to be this good we didn't expect him Kramer to be this good Greg Rodriguez it was a little more expected right.
0: good but, problems.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's kind of why we're here.
0: Yeah. Uh, how about the pen? Batista's still out. They're still waiting for inflammation to go down to make a decision. I know you're on the negative side of, of he's done for the year. He's yeah, done it, maybe next year. It yeah. is a little encouraging, though, right, that you haven't heard anything? I think it's encouraging because normally with Tommy John, they want to deal with it right away. Yeah, it was just announced
1: that Otani, Otani's people, this isn't even Angels. Angels have nothing to do with this. Otani's people came out and said he's going to have surgery and BDH next year. Um, they didn't say what surgery was, but right. that assumed Tommy Tom John. Um, and so I think it's the same situation now with Felix where if there's a way he can pitch, they're, they're going to try it. But if if they can't, it's going to be Tommy John. So, I, yeah, I do think any any day they wait – they're waiting because they're hopeful that he can still pitch again this yes this season. Yeah, I'm not hopeful though,
0: but right. But they're hoping. They're hoping, and they're at least seeing something to keep them a little hopeful. Right. not you know they don't just say oh wait it out. It's not like you break your leg and you're like oh shake it off. Well, see how you feel tomorrow. See how you feel tomorrow. There's at least something where it's not too bad that they think maybe he's he's going to be back.
1: Yeah. And we, I mean, listen, we're not medical doctors here. We we know nothing about the
0: injury situation, but yeah. it's interesting that they haven't announced surgery yet. Yeah. We don't know medical side, but what we do know is human side and PR side and how people act there. And they don't yeah. just, we know the history well, of people, players getting Tommy John. They don't just sit on this.
1: Well, why Why would you, right? Because you want him to come back as soon as you can, as soon as you can. Right. And every day they wait is going to be on the back end of the surgery a day you have to, a day longer that you have to wait
0: right now now with batista gone we have seen uh deal we saw deal hall come up into that role which yeah, good know man. pitching well and looking he good looks good uh, we gave him run yesterday but he, he looks good if you're paying attention to the minors uh even brandon hyde came out and confirmed that tyler wells is being mo- transitioned to a bullpen role yeah though if you're paying even more attention he got a, He was getting the save. He got shut down. Oh, did he get shut down again? Did I Well, mess with him?
1: they said he didn't bounce back. It was an old Flaherty's comment. He didn't bounce back like they were hoping.
0: Oh, and I thought so, he got a save
1: like three days ago. Yeah, and after that save, he didn't bounce back or something. So they're going to take it slow with him.
0: What does bounce back mean? What does that mean? I don't know uh, what it means for
1: Flaherty. I, I don't know, but it, it, you know, sometimes it bounces back. Sometimes it doesn't bounce back. Right. And this was a, a, a not a good bounce
0: back. Maybe he needs some of that D.L. Hall muscle training. Go lift some weights down in, down in Sarasota.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know. They call it arm fatigue. Right. Yeah, I thought it was always arm fatigue. And Batista, it's waiting on inflammation. Uh, how do you feel about this bullpen right now without Batista, with Wells not coming up?
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys I like. I, I, I like Cano. I think Cano's fine. I'm still unsure Batista. I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm uh, uh, unsure of, of, fu- of
0: Fuji. I am uh, so, I don't, pro- Fuji, I am so disappointed on fu- Fuji. You're what? I'm so disappointed with Fuji. Really? Yeah, because I see the stuff in Fuji uh. and it doesn't click and he seems to, I don't trust him.
1: No, I don't trust him either, but that's not disappointment. I mean, that's,
0: to be expected. I mean, he hasn't been put in the spot before. I think he's still yeah. figuring it out. I, that's true, and that might be that he didn't get put in many high pressure situations uh, with Oakland. Well, yeah, and he started the year as a starter, so he, even, right. he was even new to the bullpen. Right, but now we're looking at September, rolling into the playoffs. Do I really want a two-three game, eighth inning, and Fuji in there in like in the playoffs? I don't think so. I'm not comfortable with that. I just a little scared.
1: Yeah, because
0: um, it, because it really- he
1: because he he will give up the long ball. Like he will hang a splitter and give up a long ball, and in one pitch, it's three three.
0: All right. I think it's Derek Arnold that talks about these the, the or the old Orioles that used to be uh, you, butt clenching at the end. Yeah, on <laughs> that edge of seat, you can't trust anything. Darren Day would load the bases somehow every every time he came. Out. Exactly. So, We've been able this year to relax our finger a little bit. Right now, now when Fuji's up there, it gets tight again. Right, but he yeah, and he doesn't even get base runners
1: like his his is a walk, strikeout, or home run. Like he's <laughs> exactly it's going to be one of the things. nothing. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, I, I'm curious to see him pitch some high leverage situations
0: in September, yes. so we sure. can
1: figure him out. I mean, I like cool cool coolam. I think is it's good. I like, I like him. I
0: like cool I'm comfortable with coolam out there.
1: Yeah, I feel like he can come in any situation. He came in, went for Flaherty the other day um, in the 5th. So you can put him kind of – he can go in any situation where you just need outs. Yeah.
0: Webb? Yeah, I feel good about Web, Webb. Webb, I feel real good. Webb might be the best move of this season was picking Webb up on waivers.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of me is a little bit like, you know, the Cinderella. You know, yeah, it's going to break. Hidden midnight, going to turn back into a pumpkin. Yes. Um,
0: But sometimes – but I see, I feel like – With Webb, I feel like so many times we have been on this situation, this has happened to us, where this guy sucks, sucks, sucks. We cut him, and he ends up being great on another team. That change of scenery, we always excuse, oh, well, it's a change of scenery. The guy was never going to hit this in Baltimore. Uh, And finally, it feels like maybe one went our way.
1: Yeah, another one that went our way. I'm curious to get your takes on Jorge Lopez being back in this bullpen. That's one where like, That's I just opponent. I know we're celebrating what a genius I, play Elias is, but I did, also I cringe for Twins fans.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect him in the bullpen this early. I thought he was just going to be stay, stay stuck in the minors and like depth. I didn't expect to see him actually come up and and get in an Oriole game so fast.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, they moved him right out. So, so we got Herlo- Her Lopez back. We traded for him last year. We traded him at his peak.
0: Right last I'm,
1: year, we got Cano. We got Cano. Um, who else came back We're in that deal? Was that, um, no, it was that it was the pitcher, was that Kate Povich who came back? It was one of these young pitchers. Um, I always forget which one came from the Mancini deal and which one came from him. Um, but I think it was, I think it was Kate Povich we got for him, and then we got a couple. All uh, right, it was Povich, and then yeah, the and
0: yeah, um, Right. So we got, we got four pitchers, one that already proved himself, and then we get Lopez back.
1: Yeah. So it's, it was just kind of a ridiculous steal by the Orioles. And if I'm a Twins fan, I'm kind of furious because we lost a great backhand, backhand bullpen for a guy who yeah. didn't last very long with our organization. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, but, but the reality is, Jorge Lopez is not having a great year this year, he's, he's struggled. Um, right. He has an ERA right now of, of, of
0: six, um, a negative 0. 0.6 war. And I'm, and I'm sure the hope, hope for Lopez and for the Orioles is that whatever worked for him in Baltimore last year, that they can get it back and next year it all work and click for him again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think from Miami's perspective, they weren't going to re-up him through arbitration. They were just going right. to cut, cut him, so cut him down and save some money. Um, we?
0: There's a good chance we do extend him through arbitration.
1: Yeah, I think it depends what he does this last month of the season. If it's 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 hard to know if he's just kind of if he just lost it, if he just you know these bullpen arms have good years and then they just oh, lose it, or right, he, he had, he kind had of mental
0: he had mental stuff going on, right? Wasn't he another one of these? Guys
1: yeah, yeah. But even after that, even when he kind of went
0: through that, he's still yes, he's still struggling.
1: Yeah, but if you. Yeah, his numbers, um, even like the spin rate and all, kind of the sabermetric numbers are are a lot worse.
0: Yeah, um, but I, I'm interested in how they look. Give them a couple weeks here, and let's see how those numbers look. There might be yeah. the right people here that know the rights that can speak Lopez's language.
1: Well, they, they certainly, yeah, it's certainly they certainly know Lopez, so they know what they're getting in Lopez when they yeah. pick them up, and um, yeah, it should be. Hopefully, decide rather quickly if you can get him back to form, or if this is kind of not going to work out this year, right? And so you can move on because there's, there are, there are other options. Um, yeah, like Brian Baker and Joy Crable. Like there's other options if we need to go that way in the in the bullpen route. So yeah. So overall, like, listen, do I think we're the best bullpen in baseball? No, but do I feel good? Like, yes. If we're going into and in, if all our guys are rested, we're going into the sixth inning. In a 3 3 game. Can our bullpen outlast their their bullpen? Like strap in. I I feel good. I feel good. good about our bullpen. Um, I would yeah. feel better if Patista was there, obviously, but I still feel feel that we have a good bullpen.
0: We're um all right, as I'm just going through questions and things I've thought of this weekend while watching the Orioles all Christian right. Walker. Does it sting you that we lost Christian Walker? Because I see a lot of talk on Twitter. With people upset that we lost, that we let him go, uh, in order to give Chris because Chris Davis was in line ahead of him, and I have no besides him, he played well against us, but I have no good memories of Christian Walker and the Black and Orange. So I have no burn there and don't care at all. And I'm guessing from reading your facial expressions, he wasn't even a thought to you as this series went on this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know the name, I know he used to play for the Orioles, but I've never thought, I mean, you want to bring up Mike Kostransky too as the one that got
0: away? The same people do bring up Dustransky. You are correct. Yeah.
1: Like this happens all the time where players get good kind of a little bit later in their careers. Um, Yeah. And I I mean, and also, it's not like um, Christian Walker is not that good. (laughs) He was sitting like, what, like two? I think uh, this year he's been 270. Um, has 30 30 home runs, but this is by far the best season of his career. And I'd still take even with those numbers, I'd still take Ryan Mountcastle right now over Christian Walker. So, no, I don't, I don't care.
0: Yeah, I don't either. In fact, I'm I'm looking and it looks like we might have DFA'd him in 2017. So, we're talking about six years ago. And now a long time ago. Yeah, it was, I know it's that long ago. And now he finally (laughs) gets a few hits against us, and people are like, we need
1: him yeah. back. Six years I mean, you can go if we want to compare like rosters, um, like other teams now should feel a lot worse than we're feeling. Yeah, I mean yeah. looking at who we've got. Yeah, I mean Kyle Bradish, he he came back in the in the in the Dylan Bundy trade. Yep. That's not looking good for, for the Angels. How's that looking for, for the Angels? Not good. How many of these relievers? like Coolum that we just picked up off waivers because they they were cut took a J- J- Jacob Webb I mean half of our relievers were put on waivers by these other teams don't they look like suckers now so so no I don't I think other teams I mean look at Ryan O'Hearn um offensively um who was just there for free because he got cut so so no I don't I think other teams feel worse than the Orioles feel and if, if you're still I agree. Said about Christian Walker. Enjoy the players that we got that other teams don't.
0: No, I, I agree with all of that. So how? All right. So you feel good about the starting pitching? Feel good about the rotate? Uh, about the bullpen? How do we feel about this lineup? We saw they can put up runs. We saw plenty of runs put up the past week. You yeah, see? we got more yeah. back. Yeah. No, I, I listen. I.
1: Gunner is amazing to watch. He, Adley's great. He's got to
0: be Rookie of the Year,
1: right? It's not even a discussion. It's not even a discussion. He has it. It's its a, it's a done deal. Um, Adley continues to be Mr. Consistent. I mean, I think one of the reasons you look at things like our sweepless streak, it's not a coincidence. It's not like a, just a lucky streak since Adley Rush has been caught up. Like He's one of the reasons. He's super consistent. He
0: Basically, doesn't go
1: hot and slow. He's just good all the time.
0: 83 straight series is now without being swept.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. Um, so, yeah, and I feel like um, this team kind of needs more power, but right now we're getting enough from guys like Santander and Gunner and Mountcastle. Um, hopefully he's back and, and healthy soon. But um, yeah, I feel like the middle of the order has enough pop. I wish Jordan Westberg would play more, um, yes. but you love that. Uh, you, you love what Jordan Westberg is doing offensively too at the bottom lineup. And Cedric Mullen seems to be starting to heat up now as well. So yeah, I feel again, I feel really good about our offense. Um, I I was questioning, wondering, you know, could this be a kind for for curse that we could use a little power bump? But even if we don't go that route, I'm I feel good about about what we got out there offensively.
0: No, I agree. I'm right there with you. I um, like you said, Gunner is unbelievable, and he is a reason we talk about. Otani's not playing tonight and how it's disappointing because we like to watch Otani play. Yeah. Gunner Henderson makes every game must watch TV. When he got that do- he got that double play by catching that fly ball in left field this past oh, yeah. week. Unbelievable play and arm that only yeah. Gunner. All right, head to head. Gunner Henderson, Manny Machado. Who you taking? Young Manny Machado.
1: Yeah. I mean that very with the arm strength. And kind of so far out of where the position is, where he caught the ball, like, shouldn't that be yeah. a haze fly ball? Yeah, he's out there like very. Re, that was one of the plays that was reminiscent of, of
0: Manny. I feel like it, it's like the Manny plays where he would be in like foul territory and throw it across. Yeah, what it reminded me of.
1: I feel like crazy extreme plays. Manny makes kind of more unbelievable plays, but as far as like just consistency, and I mean. I feel like there's a play every other game that's like a really line drive short hop that just Gunner makes look so easy. Like gut, gut, Gunner makes everything look so easy. It has such great range at short. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, like M- Manny at third when he was first ca- caught up, there was nothing more exciting. And I feel like I like watching Gunner at shortstop because he can show off the range more. Um, so maybe I'll take Gunner at short, but Manny at third or something. If I can
0: cheat on my answer, but yeah, both. I mean, but all right. So you're gonna you want to try cheat that way, but why right, do you want those two, or do you want to put Holiday in there and have the Holiday and Gunner show?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've never really seen Holiday play that much. No, to really of course. He- what he does. I mean, Jordan Westbrook at second base looks pretty darn good. He's got some yeah. range too, and he gets yeah. some balls. So I really like
0: the I like the
1: Gunner and Westberg combo right now.
0: Yeah, the future of this team is just so exciting because you're right, Gunner Westberg. Uh, I don't know where's Holiday been playing. Short. He's been playing short, only he, short. All right. So is he going? He's going to come up as sh- a shortstop next year, and we move Gunner to third. I don't know. That's what the words need to decide. If I assume Holiday will stick at short. Otherwise, they need to start right. having him at third now at Norfolk. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't That's matter. That's true. Really. Manny, Manny played, what, one game at third? One game. One game at third. At Holiday could
1: never play a game at third or second in his life, be called up tomorrow, and be a great third or second baseman. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Um, Hey, Josh, yeah. speaking of Holiday being called up, and you, you did the research. See, I, I did the research to another level. Okay. Did, did, did you look at playoffs? Because Norfolk won the first half, so they're going to the playoffs.
0: Did no. you look at playoff games and where no. they might be played? No. Did the Jumbo have a chance of getting the playoffs?
1: Yeah. Well, I was looking at it because seeing Mike Gwinnett Stripers had a chance, too. But actually, the the um, the winner of the first half hosts the entire series. So the entire playoff series will be in Norfolk. All right. Um, and the winner of that series plays the Pacific Coast because they're in the international and they play okay. the other AAA, the Pacific, and they play the championship in Las Vegas. So unless you're planning on going All to right. Las Vegas, <laughs> All
0: right. Right. So you did a bunch of research to tell me that I'm screwed.
1: Yeah. So there's no seeing Holiday um, this year. That's fine. I'm gonna see him next year with the You went to a minor league game
0: this week. Tell me about it.
1: I did. I saw the Columbia Fireflies. Um, I drove from Macon to Columbia about three hours. We. Made but a I, day of it. I, I talked about it last go, week.
0: I you weren't going to see the fireflies. You were going to see Blimpy and then the shorebirds.
1: Right. I was going to see the shorebirds. I, my kids have been begging to go to this adventure place because they saw it on Blippy and it's in Columbia. And there's a giant guy you can walk up in his heart and in his brains. It's pretty cool. This hmm. like 30 foot, you know, huge guy you can climb through and slide down. Um his intestines or something. I don't know. But the but so I timed it to do that trip when Columbia was playing the Shorebirds, specifically because I kind of want to see Enrique Bradfield. Um, because ever since he was drafted, I've been watching him steal his bases on, on Twitter. It's just right. kind of fun to watch. Like I gotta see his kid in person. Um, and this is the best. Single that's single light. Low single light is the best. Tickets five dollars. Five dollars. Can't beat that. Um, so I, I took me and the three kiddos. We got there early, right when the gates open. Went down. No one else is there. That's me and one other guy. Um, I, I, I I call out Bradfield's name. He comes over. We we chat a little bit. Silas gets his autograph. Um, he goes out the way to say, "Sas, how are you?" Sas, you know, is mute. Doesn't say anything. But um, <laughs> yeah. but Enrique is nice. It um, sounds great. He's got his autograph. And then we we watch the game. I said, Silas. This is one of the things where where you you say something and sometimes you're wrong because baseball is unpredictable. But I was like, "Sas watch going to steal," um, and this was just the most predictable thing thing. And the first batter he didn't steal. I was a little surprised. He got on base immediately. Second batter, he steals second. Next pitch, or maybe two pitches, I don't know, steals third. So we got to see, see him two straight steals in the first inning. Um, so a lot of fun. Uh, so that that was very cool. Um, they have. Listen, I go a lot of minor league games. The only thing I, I complain about is they always put the kids' zones right in the sun. I don't know why they do that. But this place, they did the bounce house at Columbia Fireflies. You guys need to chill out with the bounce houses. It was
0: like 20 bucks for a pass I, to jump on the bounce houses. You know, I noticed that last time I went to some minor league games. Since when did the kids' stuff start costing money at minor league games?
1: I don't know. And the fact that it's cost $5 hours to get in and $20 to do these three stupid bounce houses. Are you kidding? That'd be $60 for my three kids to go in the bounce houses. Like, that's not happening. We didn't do it. Uh, but my kids were, like, upset because there's huge bounce houses. And they love bounce houses because who doesn't? And I'm like, no, we can't do it because it's 20 bucks a pop. Or the, you can do, like, there was, like, $10 for, like, three tickets or something. But then, you know, that's not my kids would just come back begging for more tickets. Right. So they got, 20 bucks is ridiculous to use the bounce outs, but it's all right. We had a lot of fun playing in the outfield and they made friends with other kids. Um, so all in all, I'm, it's a long day. It was a double header. We stayed for the first game, about half the second game. And then, oh, wow.
0: Wow. You stayed for a game and a half plus the museum. That's a long day. Yeah. Yeah. We
1: left right when the kids woke up and we started driving back around nine o'clock and got back around midnight. Yeah, it was a long okay. day.
0: Can this kid hit? Like, is this kid an all-around player, or is he just fast? Yeah,
1: here's the one problem. He's got a good eye, and he hits for average.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully with that good eye, they can increase that.
1: Yeah. The problem is, Josh, he has zero, and I do mean zero, power.
0: Okay. All so right. they got to figure out how to get him right. to hit him he's with more power. A small ball guy. He's a small ball guy.
1: Yeah, he's... um Elite, elite. I mean, you've never seen. I mean, you saw um, there was highlights going around on Twitter yesterday. Someone hit a bunt, a bunt single, throw to first. Guy beat it out. Enrique Bradford was in second. One second, he ran from second home on a bunt single. That's just silly. Bunt single, he scored. (laughs) Yes, on a bunt single, he ran all the way home. So is he faster than Mateo? I think so. I think he's faster than Mateo.
0: That's pretty impressive.
1: If If you look at his numbers. Um, where's in he, play?
0: where's he at, playing the field center field? Okay, makes sense. So he's got the range,
1: yeah. He's a great center fielder. Good, he, good, he good. batted 300, had an OBP of 494, it's almost 500.
0: Okay. All right, so he's what he's like 17, 18 year old kid. No, he's old.
1: Um, he's 21, I, all, right, all right, almost 22. <laughs> he's, he's, he's old 21, yeah. He's still well, and that's because when you play at, at Del I think the competition, yeah, I'm not sure to what he's, he's playing at Vanderbilt. Yeah. I, but uh, he yeah. only has two doubles um, and okay. no home runs. So they got to get him in the weight room. Yeah. And I bet those doubles are probably like little singles. that he turned, single, most he most turned into doubles with his Yeah. Hand. Yeah. So that's uh, the yeah. one thing to watch. Can the power turn around? Because he doesn't okay. need to hit 20 home runs. But he's got to hit extra base hits and for some power, I think, if he wants to make it to the majors. I mean, it's exciting because he's just so fun to watch. But in terms of prospects, I mean, he's not in the top five list, right? He's not Kerstatt or Kobe Mayo or Jackson Holiday. He's, he's the next step down. right? But he's, but he's so unique that I just love watching him play. And he was just caught up to Aberdeen today or yesterday, um, along with Holiday getting caught up to Norfolk. So, so good for them on promotions.
0: That's great. All yeah. right. So, again, that goes back to the great farm system, number one farm system. And even at that single A level, we've got guys to be excited for.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, Sam Basalo from Aberdeen—he's put. People say he might be the best catching prospect in all of baseball. Um, so yeah, we got. It's not just at Norfolk coming through the lines too, and we haven't even really seen yet the the inter- international right prospects m- matriculate through the th- through the organization yet. So that's coming yep. in the next couple years as well. And so, yeah, this, I mean, this organization literally, outside of the owner, literally cannot be in a healthier place. <laughs> all right. Meanwhile, no, uh, I, I was thinking, this is why I stay up. I, the other night I was staying up, and this is why, first of all,
0: Little League talk see, real quick. Did, did you see, are you going owner or are you sticking with the players? What, what, what keeps you up at night? The owner? No, two things keep me up li- li- lately at night. Right.
1: The owner and Little League. Okay. I, was, I was up, this was on Facebook. Um, um, Friday night, it was like midnight and I couldn't sleep. And this, Josh, this is why I didn't want to coach li- li- literally because I knew this would happen. Yes. It's midnight and I can't sleep. And what am I doing? I'm like making notes on my app about all these drills I want to uh-huh. run with six year olds yes. that they'll never listen to anyway. I never do. But I'm just, instead of sleeping, I'm just going through my head about kind of all these things I want to do in practice. Um, and that's, I knew yep. that would happen. I
0: do that all the time because had- I get too invested in this stuff. I've got these these baseball cards or they're playing cards. It's yeah. called the coach's deck. And I'll flip through here and it's different, it's different training things. Oh, that's like, cool. Like here's a little do or die game. Yeah. And I went through and I stressed over all these different drills and stuff last year. And I would write out my my uh every practice. I would write out my practice schedule. Here's what it is. 15 minutes this, 10 minutes this, 15 minutes this. Um and I did that and it worked okay. This year, I'm doing it a little different. I'm pre-planning, thinking things, playing, but I'm also playing it by ear. And I'm trying to make the kids have fun. So I've started doing scrimmages at the second half. of Last 30 minutes of every practice is a scrimmage. We do 30 minutes in the cage, 30 minutes of fielding and running drills, and and a (laughs) 30-minute scrimmage. And that's what I've laid out. And I'm like, guys, we're going to be doing the same stuff, basically, every practice until you get it right. And I think it's an age thing. Yeah, 10U is a little bit more organized than 9U. That I'm able to do some stuff like this, but same thing. I stress over these guys cannot throw the ball to first base. What do I do? How do I teach them to throw the ball to first base? I get it,
1: yeah. And um, what's the other thing? Well, also, just real quick on this, I my size uh, today went to a, a camp, a baseball camp, a day because Labor Day, yes, so there's like a baseball day camp he went to, and they did dodgeball again. What is this thing? at baseball camp for the play, dodgeball. And I'm not anti-dodgeball. Jimmy from Bleacher Birds, I'm not anti-dodgeball. I like dodgeball. I think they should play in the schools more. But I don't understand why it's not all baseball. But maybe it's to your point. They're just having a little fun in there, too. Yeah,
0: maybe. Last year with 9U, I did a little kickball. Yeah, It would teach you positions and be able to have fun. Yeah. Uh, So I don't know. It's because, again, at that age, it's all about just getting them to run around and learn any type of sport, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, I I mean, that's I already got a couple emails from
0: parents saying this is my first time my son's playing a sport. Yeah, Yeah, I had some of those. I've got some, I've got a couple like that still now at 10U. I think I've got one that's brand new. Yeah. So it's tough. Yeah. Um, When's, When's your practices start? Friday's my first practice. Okay. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And our first game's Tuesday. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I have like a month of practices before our first game.
1: I know I was
0: a late addition into the
1: coaching ranks. Oh, okay. So these okay. other guys have had more practices, um, but it's also six years. So I don't yeah. really care. But I am
0: four practices in so far this season. Okay. How many practices, how many games and practices do you have dur- dur- during the week? So I have right now preseason. I have practice on Monday and Saturday. Once the season starts, I, We'll only do practices if we only have one game. If we have two games that week, I'm only going to make you get out and take your kids out two nights a week. Oh, man. See, I'm already doing more than you. If we have two or three practice games, we're not going to practice that week. Okay. Because these kids are still in school and everything, and it's four, they're all in fourth grade. They've got to do schoolwork. Yeah. Um, I guess first graders don't really do schoolwork, so I don't care. They, so how much, how much are you making these first graders practice? It's also about progression and how much I think these kids, I don't want to burn them out of baseball.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, my concern is there's not a whole lot of coaching you can do. in in, in, no, it's in, more, in the games, I think you, and these games are with, with, with six, six under are, are, are super quick. There's just I, like yes. two times up and then, and then you're, you're done. Okay. Um, and so anyway, we have games every Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. And then we practice on Saturday.
0: All right, so three days. That's fine. Yeah. That's what yeah. I, that's, yeah, I, two to three. Yeah. That's like a season for me. Um, Do you have, do you have assistants? I have them in first practice. I don't even know. Okay. Gotcha. I have three assistants this year, okay. which is awesome. And yeah. they're, and they're better assistants. I had two last year. The three this year are way better. And it's making huge progressions to okay. be able to have coaches that I can trust.
1: I don't want assistants. I just want someone to stand in the dugout to make sure kids don't pick up the bats. Yeah, I hitting and, and hit somebody in the head. Yeah, turn the game? I'll tell you, you know what
0: I do? I yell and then make sure the kid that they know who is up. That's all I I say. spend all of practice basically standing in the infield grass, like around the pitcher's mound, just yelling at kids. I'm, I'm about yeah. to pitch to a kid. I'll come and I turn around and I yell to the fielders. Where's the out? Where's the play? What are you going to do? Yeah, And they get the response that I pitch, and then that the ball hits, and I go throw it first base, first base, first base, back to the pitcher, back to the pitcher, and I'm just sitting there yelling the whole time. All I do during practice is yell. Yeah. So, and then I, but I try to encourage also. I encourage, but it all comes across as yelling because I'm trying to wrangle twelve, ten year olds.
1: Oh yeah, with who have trouble focusing on for five yeah. seconds, and and baseball is. I mean, this is what my my little coach said all the time to me is that. Um, baseball is 90% mental. And I don't know what that number, where that number came from or if there's any truth (laughs) that is 90% mental. There's (laughs) no truth to that number. It's just saying that baseball is
0: a lot of mental. But there's so much thinking that goes in before every play um, and during the play. And that's what I'm trying to get to my kids now is when you make the play, where are you going to throw the ball? Let's plan ahead of time.
1: Yeah. So that's one place my mind goes to. The other
0: place my mind goes to is John Angelos. And like, I was just thinking about this the other day. you saw, the, you saw the news this week where the uh, governor said, hey, yeah, he's not getting the extra 300000000 million. You're
1: going to give me more things to think about now at midnight. No, but I was thinking about this. John Angelos took a trip to Atlanta
0: yes, to visit to the, the battery. battery. And took the prospected governor with him to see yeah, it. Yeah, to
1: see it, to imitate the plan in Baltimore yes. when Camden Yards is not in the same situation at all. And he doesn't understand
0: me, that. He doesn't understand that.
1: Well, the ironic part is, and this is what I was thinking about, like John Angelo should have went to Atlanta. He should have sat down with the owner of Atlanta. and he should have talked the entire time about how to keep great young players on your <laughs> roster for a <laughs> no, long see, time. This no, would have been a really fruitful discussion. The thing we need to take from Atlanta is not the stupid battery. the thing we need to take from Atlanta is how they extend their young players. No, That's what we need to do.
0: No, if he wants to do the battery, he should have sat with the Atlanta ownership and be like, how did you convince the city of Atlanta to let you move to the suburbs? How do right. I move the team to Hartford County so that I have room to build a battery?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, in Turner Field, that wasn't an old field either, right? That wasn't around very long before they actually no, told
0: No, but Turner Field, remember, the history of Turner Field is it was not built for the Atlanta Braves. Olympics for the Olympics for the 94 Olympics. yeah. And then the Braves moved in. Yeah. So they didn't get much say. And I don't know if you watch any of those documentaries about how they build things for the Olympics and all these other towns. Yeah, it's not. It's probably a dump. And I can not long term planning involved. Yeah. no. I've been to Turner Field many, many years ago. Yeah. And I don't remember it being bad, but baseball stadiums have changed a lot since the 90s. It's uh, It was built after Camden Yards, but it was not one of the stadiums to mimic Camden Yards. Right. I don't know if it was born after. might have been the same time. Yeah. Camden, yeah it was around the same time. It would have been slightly before. I think Camden was 92 and Turner was 94, something like that. Maybe. It's close. I'd have to look them up.
1: Yeah. But – um,
0: So, John Angelus keeps you up at night. Was 97. It was, ni- it was Turner 97. Turner was 97? Um, and no excuse I guess the, uh, no was it 97 nothing makes sense
1: originally totally. built uh, as Olympic stadium in 1996 to serve okay. as a centerpiece for the 1996 Summer Olympics yeah so then the Braves moved in in 97 and was converted into a baseball
0: stadium yeah, right. whenever you
1: have to convert something Got to it. a baseball
0: stadium that's why I didn't think it was too bad because I visited it in 98 so it was only like a year old as yeah. far as a converted baseball stadium
1: yeah no. Uh, I still drive by it all the time. Oh, you you have to go down there. Well, just when I go to like the zoo or other
0: things. Oh, right, because right, right. I was going. Traffic down there sucks.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The traffic's terrible. Um, yeah. So that's anyway. That those are the two things that that keep me up at night.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you know what could help you go to sleep at night? The Sports Explains the World podcast. Did you check this out that I sent you?
1: Oh, I did. I meant to send uh, Sam? Sam a message. So I mind. forgot
0: Sam, Sam's coming on 336 uh, tomorrow. But I forgot to move today's show to tomorrow so that we could get Sam in. Yeah. So exactly. we've got our fantasy football draft tomorrow as well. So yeah. we're going to have Sam on either tomorrow or next week, or maybe it'll be a bonus show later this week to talk about this podcast. Yeah, so, no,
1: that's good.
0: Uh, so Sam Digman, who you guys know from Baltimoreans. He, yeah. he is a professional podcaster. He's really good at this thing. He made My the podcast. really neat podcast last year about uh Kevin Yards and the night the lights went out and the whole drama of the Cal and Kevin beat up Kevin Cosner? Yeah, it whole. turned into an
1: investigation and it was yeah. Cool,
0: yeah, really good podcast with that. Yeah. He stole that here yeah. from you, but
1: we, we, we don't we need to bring all, that we up we on the podcast. we won't go there. there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. He's got a new episode out of this Sports Explains the World called "Good Company," and it's him basically talking about growing up, listening to Chuck Thomas, John Miller, Fred Manfra, and all these guys on the radio that we all grew up with, and what makes baseball magical in that way. Why? Why baseball on the radio is so cool.
1: Yeah, and when when he got you know John Miller and Fred Manfra. Um, as interviews, like I was, yeah. I was, it was so refreshing to hear their voice. I don't know. There was no. T- I feel like there was a little talk of Joe Angel. I don't know, no, no love for Joe Angel in there. But, not uh, no. no, not in there. I know. I, I was more recent, and he was yeah. more focused on his childhood. Did you uh, know? But yeah, it was. It was. It was a great podcast. And I want
0: the fact that they used to not like they used to mimic and fake noise, like hit hit the pencil on a table in order to make it sound like the the ball hit the bat. Yeah, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, did. so it gets a little bit into broadcast history there yeah. as well as telling a really good story just about growing up and listening to games on the radio. And that's part of the reason I love West Coast trips, cause cause I'll I'll you well, know we'll go to bed in the fourth or fifth inning and turn the game on the radio foot for the rest. And no um, takes me back.
0: Yeah, because we all did that. We all had the radio under the pillow
1: or radio. I mean, also, yeah, but yeah, all right.
0: Well, I don't yeah. want to go
1: negative with it though, but I, I'll just say this. Brett Hollander, bless
0: his heart. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't need the, we got Kevin Brown. Okay. We don't need, to, no, no. But he no. doesn't do the radio. So, unless he gets suspended from TV. Yeah. Um, at one point, Sam talked about how they would turn off the volume of the TV and play the radio. And that's what you and I did growing up because we didn't have HTS. Right. So we would do have the little scrambled image that we would adjust to get a little black and white scrambled picture. And then we'd have the radio and it took me back to that.
1: Yeah. And, and recently I actually been listening to maybe doing a lot of driving and listening to a lot of games. And whenever I'm driving Sass now always ask if there's a game and we'll listen to any game and just listen to a game on the radio while we drive.
0: Um, and so that's been, that's been cool too. Kind of driving yeah. and listening to, to games with them. Yeah. Does it make you want to try to broadcast a game and do some play by play? It it doesn't, and I I know like Sam talked a lot about kind of wanting to do that.
1: And I think they're planning on doing that again at some point. Yeah, Alan and Sam. I but,
0: well, I, I remember listening to Alan and Sam doing it last time and yeah. realized, oh, this is really really hard.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's the takeaway. It's it's really hard.
0: It's way different than this. Yeah, we're ten um, years. Especially
1: doing radio because be like TV's yes, TV is easier.
0: Yes, because TV is a lot of you, you can fill in. Just look at some of those like uh nfl games that they had like the man and brothers broadcast and they're not even calling you what's going on in the game your yeah. eyes can see that's it. even easier yeah
1: yeah yeah no but but painting a picture pitch by pitch i yeah. mean that was the one thing that sam mentioned how how like there's a, just a lot of action happening in baseball all the time right? right so like you can't go on a diatribe of a five-minute story because things are happening all the time in, on the radio Yeah, all yes. that you have to describe um, for people who can't see it um, so yeah, no, I have, I have no desire. I don't even think as a kid, I had much of a desire to be a baseball announcer. Um, but I know a lot of people part of that,
0: but anyway, everyone should check that out and we'll get, we'll get Sam on the show very, very soon. Yeah. No, check yeah, out sports explains the world. Uh, it's by Wondery, but you can get it on all your podcast apps.
1: Yeah. All right. Good.
0: Anything else any other ground we need to cover? I, I think that I mean I think that covers this. We it's so weird to be in a spot where like everything's firing on all cylinder for the Orioles. We we've built this podcast on you know, ten years of mostly complaining about the Orioles. And yeah. now we're in a spot where it's good and everything's good.
1: Yeah, it it feels I mean we we can complain about the ownership, but other than that, it feels like this team is in a really good place a really good place right now in good hands as far as GM goes and manager. And you, you just feel good about where this team's at. And now we're in September and we're in the playoff hunt and well, more than the playoff hunt, we're a hundred percent in the playoffs. So
0: yeah, we're, we're going to be in those playoffs
1: hunt for the division win. And then number one seed and
0: go on from there. So yeah, it's good times. All right. Uh, make sure people are checking out Birdland Sports. I'm working on uh, some different print houses and stuff because some people have been complaining about late orders and everything. So hopefully I'm clearing all that up. But if not, reach out to me. All right. Really struggling to come up with a nice design for September, October baseball. Something to push. You know, like O was for October, but trying to not use the Orioles logo and stuff. Trying to come up right. with something really cool. Careful uh, with that O. Yeah, exactly. The O gets me in trouble yeah so um so i'm struggling with that i the guns and hoses was a listener suggested shirt and it's really fun and my favorite shirt so if anyone has and now it, you're hoping can, for a listener bow you out again with an i shirt. i wrote down two ideas that are going to come together off of sam's podcast okay so yes i can take feedback especially if you have an idea for september october shirt team shirt
1: all right. Well, that wraps up another episode here. Um, this week we play the Angels. Um, the the um, Rays already lost, so another chance to expand the lead a little bit. That's what it's all about expanding that lead in the AL East, and we have a good chance to do it as we, we got play the Angels before next. Before we days. talk,
0: before we talk again, yeah, we got three games in LA, three games in Boston, six yeah. games. How many wins?
1: Well, the LA doesn't care. They, they, they literally don't care about winning. They cut all their players. They <laughs> like everyone. And
0: a tiny scratch now.
1: Yeah. So it really should be a sweep. I know you can't guarantee sweeps. You shouldn't, you know, assume sweeps. This feels like it should be a sweep situation. So that's three. And then what, three against Boston? Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take two, two out of three. So let's get five wins. Five wins? And then we'll be five games up in the all end. Right. All let's right. I'm, go
0: four, I'm going four wins. We, uh, we just take the series. This. Keep winning series that seems to work for us.
1: Hey, we went four to six. We're, we're still sitting pretty. I'll take it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can write a review on iTunes. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, or Apple Podcasts rather, Get, and give us five stars.
0: Yep. Yeah. Write us, write us a review. It's been a while. Get us a review over there on on uh, the podcast, and we'll review, read it here. Yeah. We the
1: September push for reviews. Um, March, to October. Uh, you can follow us on all your social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on X at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go out. And,
0: and Ravens.